Hello, welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Kyle. And today we are doing a review of Castlevania Season 3. It premiered March 5th exclusively on Netflix and we watched it almost immediately. <laughs> yes, because we love Castlevania. I wish we could have watched it like all in maybe a day or two, but we were busy the weekend it came out. So we had to watch about half of it and then half a couple of days later. And normally, I hate binging things, but Castlevania, I will make an exception for. The episodes are only about 25 minutes long, so it's not super hard to binge, especially because seasons are very short. So this season is pretty unique, and I think especially for an animated project, because really only one guy directed everything, and one guy wrote the entire script. Which is great from, like, a continuity perspective and, a, like, like take a look at the sequel trilogy for Star Wars. Those three movies just don't fit together very well, and it's because they were directed by two different people. And also written by different people. Exactly, and that's a problem in terms of, like, setting up a large overarching story. Castlevania Season 3 does this very well because it was written pretty much by one person. Sam Dietz directed every single episode, and Adam Dietz, I think they're related, also directed on episodes 6 and 9 in addition to Sam. Every episode was written by Warren Ellis, who some of you may know as a British comic book writer, novelist, and screenwriter. Some of his credits include Astonishing X-Men, Thunderbolts, Moon Knight, and the extremist story arc of Iron Man, which is the basis for Iron Man 3 the movie. I love Moon Knight. I'm so excited for the Moon Knight stuff that's going to come out. Alice also created The Authority and Planetary for Wildstorm and wrote a run of Hellblazer for Vertigo and James Bond for Dynamite Entertainment. Alice also has video game credits. He wrote Hostile Waters, Cold Winter, and Dead Space. Dude, Dead Space is great, and that's a great narrative game, so it doesn't shock me that with those credits under his belt, how good he was at writing and doing season three of Castlevania. Yeah, I knew him from Dead Space previously, so I was like, oh, he wrote it. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that made sense. So this season is 10 episodes. Season one had four episodes and season two had 12. I really hope that season four has 12 episodes again. <laughs> I hope more. I always want more. Season one really felt like a movie instead of a TV show. The way that it was paced and how short it was, it just kind of felt like a like a one-shot thing. And right. it turned into something so much more than that. So this season, a lot happened and a lot didn't happen. It was a season meant to be a setup for some other overarching storylines. But season three introduced a lot of new characters. So I'm going to go through them all so we don't get them mixed up. Because a lot of characters were introduced. So this season, we were introduced to Carmilla's sisters. Lenore, who is the diplomat. Morana, who is the strategist. And Striga, who is the military commander. I love them all. They are great. The Council of Sisters gave me life. They're very good. They're very interesting characters. I'm very excited to see them fleshed out more. Other than Lenore, Lenore was fleshed out the most of the four this season, and I'm excited to see the other ones get some more screen time next season. 
Morana and Striga are in a beautiful relationship, and I am in love with Striga. <laughs> she big. Yes. They all have very unique character designs. You cannot mix them up. They all look very different and act very different. We were also introduced to St. Germain, who is a mysterious man looking for someone lost in time. His character design is very weird. Yeah, he is very interesting. I think he was probably my favorite character this season. He was very sarcastic, and it was hilarious. I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen the meme that's going around. Yeah, he's very funny. We also had Sala, who is the leader of the monks of Lindenfield, which is the town where Trevor and Sypha spend their entirety. He has goat eyes. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah, he's crazy. Crazy. We also have the judge, who is the town leader of Lindenfeld, Taka and Sumi, who are both Japanese vampire hunters who spend the entire season with Alucard, and the captain, who is a pirate captain who befriends and helps Isaac, and Isaac spares his life. I wish we could have gotten a bit more screen time with the captain, because I also thought that he was a very interesting character, and he was really good for fleshing out Isaac's character more. So... Let's give a very brief plot outline. We're not reading off of anything. This is off the top of our dome. I don't want to go into spoilers. No. So let's give like a very brief idea of what season three is. Okay, so at the end of season two, as you probably remember, the three of them, Alucard, Sypha, and Trevor, killed Dracula. And then Alucard decided to stay with the castle and the Belmont Library repository, and Trevor and Sypha left. So this basically picks up about a month after that, where Alucard is being won we in the castle. He's very sad. He has made puppet dolls of Trevor and Sypha, and he talks to them because he's so sad. So very very sad. It's all of us in quarantine right now. For real. And Trevor and Sypha are just kind of wandering around in a carriage fighting night beasts and things like that. And then they stumble upon uh, Lindenfeld. And they decide to stay there for a few months. And while they're there, they meet the judge who is kind of the leader of the town. He's a very interesting character. And then they meet this group of very odd monks who are doing some very odd things at the local church that is definitely abandoned and totally not satanic looking or anything like that. And they also meet St. Germain, who is a very odd magician. He's very cultured. He's worldly. He knows a lot of things. He knows what toilet paper is for instance. He's been to China. <laughs> He's been to China. The townspeople are so enthralled that he knows what toilet paper is. Uh, they don't care about his magic. They just care about knowing what toilet paper is. To which the very funny meme that's been going around where the judge just says, what the fuck is toilet paper <laughs> comes from. And that is very applicable right now because that's what every grocery store is saying yeah. when you go there. So Trevor and Sypha pretty much spend their entire arc over in Lindenfeld dealing with the judge, St. Germain, Sala, and his monks, and what's going on there. On Alucard's end, he meets up with Taka and Sumi, who are the Japanese vampire hunters, 
and he teaches them how to fight and they have companionship and it's very cute and like he has friends again but it's very clear that he just misses trevor and cypher very much i feel like they need a triad for the dynamic <laughs> i feel like that's what happened that they're like crap if trevor and cypher and alucard split up we need to give them extra people or else what will they do which is why trevor and cypher immediately team up with saint germain yep and why Alucard is so keen to Sumi and Taka. Yep. So two sets of triads this season, uh, which is sad because if you wanted uh, more Trevor, Sypha, Alucard, Thrupple. OT3. OT3. I am sorry. This is not the season for you. Maybe next season. They don't ever interact. While I like this season, it is very much a filler season. I'm willing to forgive it for that, though, because of... redacted (laughs) (laughs) we don't want to spoil anything i really don't want to spoil anything but something happened to a main character that i was sort of suspecting would happen and it did and i was so happy yeah if you know me and you've seen this you will know what i'm talking about (laughs) if you know you know if you know it's episode nine (laughs) yeah Um, episode nine (laughs) so there are two more minor storylines that are happening at the same time as Trevor Saifa and Alucard's storylines. The first one is Isaac, and Isaac basically is on a return quest back to Eastern Europe to get revenge uh, yeah. for, for being wronged last season. He's going to kill the vampires, mainly Carmilla, who has Hector. So to do this, he's building an army of night creatures, kind of just by going around and killing people until he finds a town that has been put under a spell of an evil wizard who's using them basically as slaves. He then kills the wizard, gets everyone in the town to be night creatures, and is going to go kill Carmela. A lot happens in between, which I will not spoil, which is really great. But that's the gist. He had a lot of character development. And like I said, when he's on the ship with the captain, that is really... Like, I, that's some of that's one of my favorite parts of the, the season. The other storyline is with Hector, who uh, was taken hostage by Carmilla at the end of season two. And at season three, he is imprisoned by the vampire sisters. And the main storyline of that area is them building an army to invade local areas that are now not under Dracula's control because he's dead. And the main interactions are between Lenore, the diplomat vampire. Who looks like Sansa Stark. She does look (laughs) like Sansa Stark. And Hector. And trying to get him to trust them enough to help them make the night beasts they need to have a functioning army. Mm-hmm. That is also very, very interesting because you see these two characters kind of grow with each other through their interpersonal communication and relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. So that's basically what the plot is this season. A lot does happen, but it is all set up. However, I will excuse it, not only because of episode 9, but because of the great characters that were all introduced. Yes. 
I mean, the four vampire sisters, just give me a whole season of just them. They were very, very good. St. Germain was good. The judge was good. Taka and Sumi, they were okay. I I found them kind of boring after a while. Yeah, I felt like more could have been done on developing their characters. That was definitely the weakest link of the season, I would say. Yes. Yeah, I I would say that that Alucard's storyline was probably the weakest. Yeah, which is sad, because I love Alucard. I fucking love Alucard. I love him so much! Y'all know I'm a vampire girl. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you think this season compares to seasons one and two? Season one was very much, like we said earlier, it was very much like, this is a one-shot, this is a movie, we're doing this now. And it's very quick. Season two was longer. It's even longer than season three. It was very, very action heavy. There was Mm -hmm. a lot going on. It had a very crazy ending. Season three has a very crazy ending as well. Although there is not a lot of action. It's a lot of buildup. So the pacing can feel kind of odd. Where you feel like. In only one of the storylines, maybe two, you're kind of building up to something big, but everything else just feels kind of like it's just happening. I feel like Trevor and Saifa's storyline actually does have a lot of action. It does. And it, and it does have an explosive ending. Yep. But the rest of the storylines were just built up for season four. Yes. And Trevor and Saifa's story was easily the best one. It was the of, main one, you know. Yeah, and it's the main one, obviously, but it was easily the best one of the season. You can really see their relationship grow, and they did a lot of showing and not telling us, which I really appreciate. Yes, it was really good. If you play the games, you know that Trevor and Sypha have a son, so they obviously get together. Yep. And instead of just being like, we got together, they showed us. And didn't tell us. It was great. It was very It was good. very natural. Like, the writing in this, I felt like, was very, very good. I really hope they keep on the same writer, or at least they keep someone to write the entire season, because it definitely is super consistent. It's very tight. Yes. I really liked it. It feels like one story. Yes. I felt like the animation was also really good. There was one point where it goes from 2D to 3D, and you're supposed to be like, oh, shit. But really, I was like, ah, shit. (laughs) It looked weird, but I was willing to excuse it because of how fucking cool that part was. So I don't care. There were a couple of parts the animation was a bit choppy. But, I mean, (laughs) whatever. You'd have to be really looking. My favorite bit of animation was definitely all about Saifa. When she's fighting, like... She has evolved so much. She's such a fucking badass. And the animators just make her, like, the most badass bitch ever. She looks so cool. Oh, yeah. Sypha whips ass. Trevor's like, I got your back. Bitch, she doesn't need her back protected. You need yours protected. You have a whip. She has literal magic. Yeah. it. it, (laughs) Sypha whips ass. That's, That's all I have to say. So what would you rate this season 1 to 5, 1 being a stake in the heart, and 5 being a delicious glass of Chianti? I would give it a 4. 
I do not think it is at the level of a 5, mainly because some parts of it can feel very slow and aimless. But that being said, Trevor and Sypha's story is so good that it makes up for it. I kind of give this a 5 because of... (laughs) Oh my god, wow. Redacted. You are whipped. I can't help it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so fucking pumped for season 4. It probably won't happen for like a year and a half, Yeah, (laughs) sadly. But I am very much looking forward to the next season. And I hope that many seasons come because there is so much material they can draw from. Oh, yeah. As much as I love Trevor Sypha and Alucard, I would be very interested to see spin-off seasons of other Castlevania characters. There are so many. And also, Castlevania games go through generations of Belmonts. Oh, yeah. I would fucking love there to be, like, a Simon and Charlotte show. Like, that would be cool AF. They have so much material they could work with, and it's a cash cow, so, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't do that. Let's wrap this up with our weekly K-pop recommendations. Okay. My recommendation this week is Dracula by FX. How very on the nose. I didn't even plan that, actually. I literally just realized that was... (laughs) oh Oops. no i just realized i know i swear to god i actually did not think about that <laughs> that's too perfect well i'm gonna recommend bad dracula by red velvet oh playing off of me huh yes i am guys thank you so much for listening to this episode you can find soulmates podcast on facebook facebook.com slash soulmates podcast you can find us on instagram at soulmates podcast you can find us on YouTube under Soulmates Podcast. Send us an email to soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Tumblr under Soulmates Podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. Pretty much any podcast service, we're probably going to be there. Just search Soulmates Podcast, spelled like the city in South Korea. Rachel's not here to do the ending with me, so I got it all mixed up. I hope I got everything. It's Soulmates Podcast. I think you did. I think I did. Okay. I'm going to ask a favor for y'all. I know that we're all stuck inside because of COVID-19 and it really sucks. But while you're stuck inside, could you please go to iTunes and rate us? I would really appreciate it. We would also really, really appreciate if you could leave a review, a positive one, of how much you like us (laughs) or how much you like the show or just anything. I would really, really appreciate it. You would make mine and Rachel's week so much better. We're here with you guys. Hopefully we're going to be releasing episodes every week, unless something drastically changes, but I hope not. Yep. Stay healthy. Please wash your hands for 20 seconds with soap and water. And don't hoard toilet paper and hand sanitizer. It's not helping. Again, what the fuck is toilet paper? We'll see you guys next week. Wash your hands. Peace. Bye.